You are listening to the Forfeit Fatherhood Podcast. And we're having conversations with dope dads covering the four pillars of fatherhood. We call it the Fit Fatherhood Formula. Faith, family, finance, and fitness. That's right. These dads are setting the pace in business and fatherhood. This show isn't only about the outside success. We're getting down to who you are. Gentlemen, it's time to get fit. And and, 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 and now, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. What's up, fellas? Um, this episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast is is different. Um, and it's different because it is something that I've been trying to do, trying to get accomplished for almost a year now. Since I started the podcast, I had always wanted to get my dad uh, on the podcast as a guest. And logistically, things didn't line up. It just didn't make sense. Um, we couldn't figure it out. Um, he lives seven hours away from me. Um, so getting everything to line up correctly uh, was difficult. Um, one, he's not super tech savvy. So it wasn't like we just hop on a zoom call. Um, you know, he's older, obviously, um, not that I couldn't have set it up maybe, and, and maybe cross my fingers and hope for it to work. Um, but I wanted to, to do it in person, right? I wanted the opportunity to sit with the man who I am named after and talk to him about fatherhood, about his journey in fatherhood, how about how him being a father inspired my fatherhood, um, and just really get some insight on, you know, uh, my grandfather, who played a really pivotal role in my life as a young man, um, although it was short lived, um, you know, this was the man who gave him life. Um, and then, you know, we, we got to talk in and the podcast itself was probably an hour and 15 minutes. Right. Because we, we went on a camping trip um, as a family. We do every year, except for the COVID year. We go on a family camping trip. You know, all my kids my sisters and their kids, and we all get together, we go camping. So we're up in the mountains. Um, and as you can guess, in the mountains, the internet is not great. So an hour and 10 or 15 minutes of the podcast, uh, and only 29 minutes of it was recorded. So what you aren't going to see on the podcast, <laughs> what you won't hear on the podcast is um us, us, we got to a point where, you know, it's a, it a great conversation, right? We laughed, we cried, uh, you know, we shared, um, and some of that is missed, right? So the, the 29 minutes of the podcast that you're going to hear is just, uh, my, what I can say is that what God wanted for you to hear and the rest was for me and him, right? The rest was for me and my father to, to share. And, and I think we're going to get back together, um, and do another one where we're somewhere where we actually have quality internet, quality uh, recording. But um, it was really good for me to hear a bunch of things that I had never heard before. Right? I, I've never, never sat down with my dad and talked about fatherhood. Never sat down with my dad and talked about his childhood um, and his situation with his father and his stepfather and and all of these things. Right? I never, never got you know that experience. Um, and as a as a man. As a father now, um, reaching reaching into that well and getting that knowledge and getting that understanding from him, um, I think is something that I've yearned for, um, and it was really cool, right? I think I think a lot of times when we talk about this, and I've talked about this, and I posted about this, is that that we uh, we become fathers without there's no handbook, right? There's no manual on how to be a father, and then our fathers don't really ever sit us down and explain 
how things are going, right? They 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 kind of lead by example. Uh, they teach through showing. Um, you know, we learn how to be a good father because we saw our fathers be a good father, or we didn't see our father be a good father. So we, you know, we learn from that. But no one ever sits us down and say, "Hey, when I was a young man, this is what happened with my father, and this is what I learned from that, and this is why I fathered you this way, and this is why I was always like this with you," was because my dad didn't do this, or my dad did do this. And, you know, when you have your kids, you're going to have the option to parent, continue to parent the way that I parent you or to parent the way that you need to be parented. Now, as an adult, you know what that is. Right. And so I got the opportunity to do that with my dad. And it was it was really eye opening. Um, like I said, we we have fun with it, but we also got to a point uh, that I don't think made it on the recorded part, portion of it um, where tears were shed. Right. And, and, and not tears of sadness necessarily, but just like. Being vulnerable. Right. Just being vulnerable and open and honest with each other and being able to say some things that have never been said, to have a conversation that's never been had um, and to feel feelings that maybe we never intended on feeling. Right. And so when you do that, you open up the the well of emotions uh, overflows sometimes. And so um, I'm, I'm excited to share this with you guys. What little bit of it that that, you know, like I said, the 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 Holy Father allowed uh, for you to be shared with you. Um, so I'm excited, man. Sit back. Uh, hopefully again, there's enough here where you can grab some gems, grab a couple things to learn from, um, to understand, to, to help you in your journey. Um, and thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And here we go. All right. Welcome back to the forfeit fatherhood podcast, uh, a podcast by fathers, forefathers, uh, where we talk about the four pillars of fatherhood, which I consider to be faith, family, finance, and fitness. Uh, this episode is a special one because I have my dad here, right? The first time, and I've been talking about this for a few episodes now, wanting to get my dad on the episode, and I finally was able to do it. Uh, so this is already my favorite episode by far. Sorry, fellas, like, <laughs> I can't, you guys can't even compare. Um, I'm excited to have Mr. Roderick Richard. Senior. I guess we don't really do seniors or juniors, right? But I guess you no. technically can. You can. <laughs> you can. We finally got you on, man. I'm super excited. Super excited. How you feeling today? Glad to be here, son. Yeah, yeah. So we're on a family camping trip. That's why we're, you know, you know, it's not the normal studio. It's not the normal setup, but but a family camping trip. So we're trying to take advantage of this time to, to finally uh, get on the podcast. Um, so let's uh, let's jump right into it. Um so I always like talking to older fathers because you guys have have run kind of the gambit of fatherhood, right? Mm -hmm. um, so how old were you when you first, well, when I was born, I guess? 27. 27. Mm -hmm. Okay. Young uh, man. <laughs> Young man. Um, what was that? What was that experience like? I mean, obviously, I kind of have heard stories mm -hmm. and all that, but like just to hear it from you. Well, for me, it was... Uh it was a joyful time because we we really wanted a, a kid, so yeah, it wasn't like a, a surprise or anything like that. It was me and your mom wanted a kid, you know, and uh, you and you came on, you came, so <laughs> um, so it was a joyful time. Yeah. You know, it was a time of uh, reflection. It was a time of uh, maturity. You know, I mean, 27 is not very old. Right. But um, we, were ready, we were ready for the challenge. Yeah. Okay. 
Because we had you had a couple couple miscarriages prior to right. me finally arriving. Right. Um, and I haven't talked to anybody yet about that mm-hmm. that experience, but I know I know it happens. It hasn't. You know, I was fortunate enough not to have to right. go through that. But what was that experience like? Well, rough times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we uh, we kept the faith, and you know, and uh, try to keep your mom's spirits up. Because at one point, they were looking at me. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I mean, we were doing a lot of tests back then, but uh, I'm like, I think I'm okay. I mean, there's no way to test it with another subject. Right, 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 right. So, we even changed hospitals. Oh, okay. You know, we went from, I don't want to give anybody you know, <laughs> credit, but we went from hospital to hospital. But yeah. And not, you know, your mom, you know, the woman, it, it's, it's a little different for them because I was like, we're going to get it done. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I just kind of kept pushing and uh, <laughs> literally. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we just, you know, me, me being young, I was I was kind of just real hopeful and. Yeah. And, and positive. Right. You know, because at, at that age, you're not. You haven't got beat down so much to where, you know, I'm thinking we could do anything we want to do right now. So, right. as far as me and your mom, so. Right, right. Okay. She called you the miracle kid. I know. I know. She says it to this day. So. <laughs> she says it to this day. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're 27. Mm-hmm. Um, finally get to get to have a kid, mm-hmm. your first kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned maturity. Yeah. Like, how, how does that how does that change from, you know, before having a kid? Yeah. What, what, do you, what do you start to do well, differently? Nothing drastic, but you know, you 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 brought in a, a human being mm-hmm. into the world. So I mean, me being young, your mom being young, we still had fun and all that. But it was always in the back of my mind that I had to make sure that I was taking care of business because I had to take care of this this little person that I brought into the world. Okay. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was talking to somebody on the, on the last episode, and um, he was talking about like because I think he was he was nineteen. Mm. Um, and it was just like a sense of responsibility that mm-hmm. that I can relate to mm-hmm. because I felt the same way mm-hmm. when I found out that that my wife was pregnant. Like, right. right away, I felt a sense of responsibility and immediately start changing my thought process right. on what what was happening because it wasn't it, it was no longer just about me and right. her. It was like me, her, and whoever is and coming. Whoever is coming, right? Um, so I, I definitely resonate with that. Um, mm-hmm. So so then. <clears throat> 27 you start to change some stuff you're thinking about what you want to what you want to do mm-hmm. um let's let's go back let's go back further now let's talk about okay. um talk about your relationship with your dad okay um okay. i mean it's hard it's hard to ask you questions that i feel like i kind of mm. know answers right. to right so i'm trying not to but, like but we, we we're doing it for the general yeah yeah public. yeah right so uh so what was what was that relationship like well I was young when my 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 uh, biological dad left, mm-hmm. so I don't remember a lot about him. Yeah, but I hear great stories about him <laughs> from from Granny, right? From my mom, right? Um, I can vaguely remember stuff that me and him did, but I I was told that he was a good provider. Okay. While he was there. Okay. So I got to take it at that. Right. 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 Okay. Um, but uh, fast forward, my stepdad, Mike, came. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
mean, like, changed my my life. Yeah, you did. Changed my life. So how how old were you when when uh, when, when Mike Mike came? came? I, yeah. I might have been ten, nine Man, or ten. Still super young. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you a quick story if you don't mind. No, please do. So we lived here. Mike lived right behind us, and this guy he was a mechanic. He could paint cars. He fixed my bike for me. So anyway. I said, I'm going to set mom up with him. <laughs> I got to set mom Young up. Young matchmaker. Yeah, yeah. So I came home one day and I said, Mom, could I have a guest over for dinner? Uh -huh. She said, yeah. And uh, I didn't really tell her who it was. I just said a friend. So I went and asked Mike, Mike, can you come over for dinner? Mm -hmm. He said, yeah, I'll go over for dinner. So when he comes, they, they, they kind of giggled. <laughs> right? And, and they said... My mom said, right, I've been talking to Mike anyway. Ah. Uh, you know what I mean? I uh, got it. Got so it. so I confirmed the for for her that, hey, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they needed my confirmation. <laughs> right. But but um because they was already like dating. Okay. So um So you were you were confirmation. They was already yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but but my son, my son likes you. Yeah, so. and I'm the oldest. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know if Mike really cared because I mean he was he was that kind of guy, man. Yeah, he was that kind of guy. Um, yeah. So being the oldest, mm -hmm. um, like when when Grandpa leaves, mm -hmm. do you feel any responsibility to kind of like take over, be the man of the house? I know you were really young, mm -hmm. but like, did you feel any of that? Yeah, uh, being the oldest, for and sure. having younger siblings, for sure. Yeah. That's, sure. that's always interesting when because uh, I was watching something the other oh, day. That's, that's real. And uh, LeBron was talking about it. Like yeah. his, his dad left, and he was like, at five years old, he felt like he needed to be no, the man of the that's, house. That's real, man. And I'm like, man, at five years old, you don't even know how to be a kid, right? Like you, you just starting to be a kid, good kinda, right? And then all of a sudden, you have this responsibility of of being the older brother, like man of the mm -hmm. house kind of thing. Um, can you remember that feeling? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my uh, mom. I can almost remember when my dad left. Okay. Remember when he just stopped kind of being around? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was an event he was supposed to take me to. It was a Cub Scout thing. Okay. And he was late or whatever, and I guess that was just the last straw with mom. <laughs> and he was he was gone after that. Mom didn't say it in so many words, but she kind of like told me, you, you know, what I mean, you got to grow up a little bit or she didn't like say the man of the house but because right. my mom was young she had me. right 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 yeah i'm like lebron and we i had that 17 year old mom right so they we kind of we kind of grow together it's, it's it's funny relationship that's your mom but it's also like a person you journey with mm -hmm. and you both young mm -hmm. so a lot of things that she was doing she was just learning yeah yeah on the fly yeah and um, you kind of, you're a trial and error kind of person when you're the first one. Right, yeah. And when, you, when they're young or when parents are young like that, you guys are kind of growing up together. We did. Yeah, yeah. We did. That's, that's interesting. We did. Um, but I remember, I remember going back to that, yeah. When your mom, especially when your mom young, she would tell, they tell the kids that you got to step up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You gotta step up. Not not in a negative way, but right. mommy needs you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and 
And if you that, it's not gonna say if you're male or female, but if you that the first one, I say you're the only one. <laughs> um, so you kind of had a similar experience, right? Like you, you became a stepfather, mm-hmm. were able to take on, right. uh, take on my sisters, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I don't say unless I'm like explaining. I know somebody, what you mean. Yeah, like somebody outside the family. I know what you mean. Um, I just say sisters, and right. sisters. Like it's no, simpler. Yeah, there's no, not even that it's simpler. That's just, just the feeling. I mean, it's simple like, because that's how we feel. Yeah. So we're not trying to separate feelings or emotions with, the, right. with people. Right, yeah. But I think people people do that a lot. And there's a lot of, like, boundaries that people create when they, when, you, mm-hmm. when you blend a family. And they're like, you know, they, they treat a, a, a stepdad a certain right. way. And, like, there's it's really weird because it causes more issues than it has to right like life could be a lot simpler and i understand being upset and i understand right maybe not wanting that to be the scenario but right. it actually makes it more difficult for everybody involved uh-huh. um but i'm always curious for for guys that do step into that role like that uh-huh. that because of what you see in the media and you right, hear right. people say like stepdads and people don't like stepdads and all that. <laughs> like how was how was nav- navigating that well i had the blueprint <laughs> true True, you had, you had lived through so it. So I didn't have to struggle with it. Yeah. I just followed the guidelines that Mike had set. Matter of fact, he he got upset with my brother Troy one time for, for trying to separate us. Mm. And he said, don't ever say that, talk like that around me again. And I was like, wow, this dude is really in. Yeah. This my dad. <laughs> and that's a good feeling, man. Yeah. So I want to pass that on to my daughters. That's good, man. I take a lot of, you know, a lot of guesswork, like, did this dude really, he love me because he with my mom or, yeah. so, no, no, y'all my daughters. Yeah, I think that makes makes it, like I said, it made it smoother for everybody. Like, it was and you just, too. It was just easy. It made it smoother to, for you. Yeah, it's just easy, just like, okay. Just, you know how quickly is, we blend it. This is our family. This is our family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, like, 100% like never felt anything other no that's our family it was like it was this was a decision and boom we just rolled right. with it and I, I feel like they felt the same way too mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's yeah cause you their brother yeah period yeah and when they say something oh that's my brother yeah 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 I, I, like I don't even like using the word stamp so they happy so they, they got a brother yeah you know what I mean <laughs> just say I got a brother <laughs> <laughs> Ross, my brother. It's it's so weird to qualify it with like a a, a, t- a title like that. Right. Um, okay, so going back, uh, Mike comes in, mm-hmm. Troy comes in, mm-hmm. Keith comes mm-hmm. soon after, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. then at at that time, how old? How, what's the age gap between mm-hmm. between you and Keith? Uh, maybe ten. Ten years. Okay. Yeah. So you was almost you was gone by then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't ask me about about Keith. <laughs> Love him to death, man. I was gonna say like you was you was a an adult, yeah, a full yeah. adult by then. Yeah. Okay. All right. So so you were out. There. So you so Mike pretty much from the time you were like six seven. Yeah. Well, you know you kind of met him and he's mm-hmm. helping you out around the neighborhood. Right. Ten o'clock. Ten. He ten eleven kind of becomes more involved stepdad yeah so he raised you basically most of you no he raised me yeah most of your life he's he's a he's a part of he, he's, he's okay so of. i graduated from high school with mike there right from from that kid at 10 or 8 or 9 so yeah yeah 
he, he gave you he gave you the the keys to manhood. Mm-hmm. Um, what what was that like as you got older? Um, did you guys have those those father father son conversations talking about like you know what you gonna do next and birds and bees well, and all those things? Yeah, um, he taught me a lot of basic things about being a, being a man, yeah. like uh, like real basic though, like mechanic stuff carpentry things of that nature right. I'm not saying my other dad wouldn't have but they were different right matter of fact Mike if you, if you recall Mike had his own business right a chrome plating business um, so he taught me business language okay ordering shopping uh, Mike did it all like he was the he was the uh, he was the marketing director <laughs> He was a supervisor. He was the best worker there, but I got to I got to see this man, you know, with his own business, and which which always resonated with me for the rest of my life. Right. When people are talking about business and and what you can't do, I'm like, no, you only as limited as your imagination. True. Yeah. True. True. So there, there's there's plenty of opportunities out there, yes. and then even it, like it's not like it was so long ago. Right. Right. I but, know what you mean. But to have uh, someone running a, a, a business as a black person, pretty successful one too. Yeah, in, in your in your home, definitely changes the dynamic yeah. for you. Yes. Um, sets a certain level of expectation. It, it kind of gives you an idea of mm-hmm. what you can do. It or empowered what you can me, be. son. Actually, huh? it, it empowered, empowered me. Yeah, because yeah. I felt confident in what what black men could do. Yeah, I did. You know, not and not on TV. I mean, practical in practical life situations my dad has his own business he's actually sustaining his house in his own with his own business you know right so right and a bunch of kids <laughs> and a bunch of kids and, and and buying everything yeah you know mini bikes motorcycles drum sets guitars that was mike yeah that's wild that was mike man that's super cool. i wish y'all would have got to know him better yeah, I do too. I do too. Because I really, honestly, don't remember him. I know. Yeah. Um, I, I I take that back. I remember meeting him this one particular time. Mm-hmm. I remember meeting him, and that's the only memory I have of that's him. That's what I mean. Other than conversation, like yeah. you know, I talked to him on the phone one time. Because mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> he loved all you guys too, right? When I was thirteen, or no, I was probably fourteen because mm-hmm. I was talking about a car. Mm-hmm. I was talking about cars, right? And uh, right. he was talking about a, a 81 Eldorado or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, right. a white Eldorado, right. 81. It was pearl white. And he right. was like, you know, you keep yourself together. We're, you know, you may be driving that pretty soon. Right. And I was like, oh, man. like I sound like my. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was all excited. Uh, and it didn't happen. But, but yeah. you know, uh, I was all geeked up for it. Um, but that, like that's it. That conversation, and one other time seeing him when I was really young. Mm-hmm. The only two times that uh, that I remember. He really loved your mom, man. That's what she says. Yeah, Mike. He really loved Nisi. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. He really did. Because uh, because that's how he embraced family. Yeah. And that's 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 probably his biggest lesson I learned from him. Family. Family. Yeah. And what it means, and how and how he's supposed to treat him. You know, yeah, I take a lot from Mike on that and the business, uh, business side of it. Okay, flip side. Uh, 
I did get to spend a lot of time with Grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, because I was, that was with Deer all the time. No, so you talking about great. you talking about my dad? I'm talking about James. My yeah. biological. Yeah, yeah. Um, James. Now I would say a lot of time, but right? Like it, it felt like it. Like right. it, was, it was impactful for me, right? Um, because I was young and it was like he was fun. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was, was. He was super fun. Like going to the racetrack and he, like not just going to the racetrack. But we was <laughs> down there in the back with the horses. He loved he, horses, man. He knew everybody. He, he rode horses. All this stuff about horses. Yes, yes. And then, uh, then he he would go home and he would like hand cut the french fries yeah like, it was so it was i just remember it being so much fun and he was funny mm-hmm. and he reminded me of you but older mm-hmm. and it was like a, like a he was real slick like, yes like slick as a can or like everything was like real smooth and like <laughs> you know um you make me blush talking about my dad <laughs> it's so. funny though because it yeah. was because i would say the same thing like you now mm-hmm. remind me of him That's when him. i was when i was right. like a little kid right um it's it's really funny to see like when I when I see you interacting with with the girls mm-hmm. it's like it always always is like nostalgic because I always like dang I remember when right. grandpa used to do the same thing or like when you uh, mm-hmm. were making a plate for them the other day <laughs> earlier mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. I was like I remember he was in the kitchen and right it's like man it's it was uh it was fun but it was short lived yeah right because he you know he got sick and, and passed away but I mm-hmm. felt like those moments that I got to, to spend with them um, were really important for me. Yeah. Um, because I didn't really have another grandfather experience. Right. You know what I mean? It was like my really my only one. My right. mom's dad was, you know, Howard. That, that situation. No, I know um, Howard. Yeah. I know Howard. So. Yeah, I know I what you mean. I didn't really get a chance to, to have a grandfather. And up until. And Howard I, was fun, man. Was he really? Man. Yeah, I have no idea. When I met him. Because I asked your mom, I said, Nisi, who is that? A Caucasian guy. <laughs> you can say white. Okay. You can talk to him. Who's a All white right. man in the, in who, the kitchen? Who's a white man in the house? <laughs> she said, that's my dad. Yeah, you can like, speak Creole and uh, yeah. slick back, talk just like New Orleans, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fun. Fun, man. Matter of fact, I was, I was kind of scared to go over to your mom's house. Because your, your grandma, she didn't play. Miss yeah. Miss Gels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, Republican back then. Uh-huh. I didn't know. But Howard, come on in, man. <laughs> he had me fix my car and he cussing the whole time and but he was he was uh welcoming. But all that I'm saying all I have to say that I was around a lot of men. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a, a like a lot of negative thoughts about fatherhood. Right. Even in its different forms. Right, right. You know okay. what I mean? I just saw dads doing dad things the way they do them. Because mm-hmm. think of all the, the sons and kids that Howard and your, and your grandmama had. How I many know. kids is it? Seven? Seven. Okay. Seven or eight. Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, got, I got a lot. You know, I know a lot of guys talk about their dads leaving and all that. But I'm funny, Rod. I, I think that people make decisions. Mm-hmm. And I don't hold grudges or any animosity on any decisions that my dad made. Right. Because I love him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I love him to death. When I look in the mirror, I see him. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I've been in psychology classes and around 
discussion groups and they want to delve into the absentee father and i i never i never really got into it the way i should because mm-hmm. i just loved my dad anyway yeah i'm just like he's a human being and he made a decision yeah now if that's the if that's the right or wrong way i don't know that's the way i handle it right 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 because i wish i would have seen my i wish i would have seen james more yeah the short-lived track career i had that's him <laughs> yeah that's 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 his bio. That's his. I'm biologically kind of fast because he was. I wasn't fast as him. But you know, he gave me something. Right. Yeah. No. He gave. And I mean, he gave me some intellect because mom always tells me James used to write screenplays. Oh wow. I in in the fifties. I didn't know that. He used to write screenplays. That's she, interesting. She's telling me more now. Yeah. Um. Because she's reflecting now. Right. Tell me how smart he was. James was like 30 years old running the concession stand at the wrestling matches at the Richmond Auditorium. <laughs> now, you got to realize what, what period I'm talking about. Yeah. Like. <laughs> now, you got to realize what, what period I'm talking about. Yeah. Like the early 60s and the black man wasn't running things like that right this guy was like 30 maybe 30 running the whole concession stand roller derby he ran that when they did he did all the food because your uncle jim used to get sick all the time because the food was free for us <laughs> but i you know i'm kind of funny right i have i don't i don't hold i don't hold a lot of angst about fatherhood and fathers well, do your best you can yeah do the best you can. You know, it's books and it's, it's, and it's um, lectures and all that. But we all going to find our way to do this. Right, right. And, and, and what you're doing now is, is one of the processes on how to do it. You talk about it. You dialogue about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're talking about generations now. Right. I'm talking about your granddad, my granddad, my granddad, my mom's granddad. I find out. At one time, he's not my real granddad. I'm finding out right now, too. Okay. <laughs> ne- that's what I'm saying, though. Never, ever. It, the, the men in my life never talked about that. Right. If I, if you in, you in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. My cousins brought it up. Like, he's you guys are not Malone's. That's my, my, mom's, mm-hmm. grand, my mom's dad. And uh, I'm in high school, so I'm like, whatever. But yeah. then I'm like, but we didn't know, so why are you telling us? Right, 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 yeah. That was like, are you hurting us? I know he loved all of us. But then I got also, the, the flip side, I got to find out who my real grandfather was. Mm-hmm. And I got I got the original picture of him. And uh, he don't look nothing like my, <laughs> my, my, well, who I thought my But it's our family. Right, right. That's funny. Um, we didn't know. So I got upset about. Well, yeah, of course. Wow. Whoa, 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 whoa. I had a reason for saying it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody has a reasons for you know, it. Like every, every makes sense in the moment. Right. Like you said, people make decisions. Um, do you think like so? I'm I like you kind of mentioned a little bit like mm-hmm. I'm doing a podcast too because I want to be the best father I can be. Right? Exactly. So um, there's other guys out there that are doing 
amazing exactly. jobs at fatherhood. Exactly. So talking to them about it is, is helpful for me. Mm-hmm. Selfishly, right? But then also, I know that guys that, that have these questions, and like you said, dudes don't talk. Right. So I'm having a conversation, sharing with with others, so that they have an opportunity to learn things. I'm trying to learn. Right. Um. Right. Do you think, like, could you? I mean, you mentioned it, like grandfathers and, and fathers, mm-hmm. and all that, not having those conversations. Does it make? I feel like it makes it harder. Could you try kind of above? You just tuned into another episode of the Forfeit Fatherhood podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you once again for listening. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow me at You Can Call Me Coach on Instagram. Also, follow the podcast at Forfeit Fatherhood, the number four and the letter U on You Can Call Me Coach. Uh, go ahead and flip over to the next episode, man. I know you love this one, so you'll probably love the next one. Excited for you guys to hear it. <laughs>